High quality content right here, Skakey. Oh, always the highest of quality. Always. <laughs> oh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast that provides the best content on the internet right to your ear headphone things my name is skanky i am one of the people on this podcast with my good old pal m cole m cole welcome to this week's podcast number i don't know which one it is 61 wow we're almost to our goal of getting to episode 69 m cole tell them what we're gonna do on episode 69 have you ever taken a bath Let's move on to another subject. <laughs> no, no, but I'm serious. When's the last time you took a bath, Skanky? The last time I took a bath? Yeah. I, you know what? I could actually remember the last time I took a bath. Oh, really? I, I was sick with the flu. Okay. And it was the last ditch effort to bring my temperature below 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy shit. Yeah. So put, I was put in an ice bath. Oh, my God. That's yeah. awful. It didn't help. <laughs> Skanky. Yeah, that was the last time I took a bath. Wow. Skanky. <laughs> Sorry to open up the podcast on such a note. Oh yes. my gosh, I'm just, I feel like raw emotion for you right now. <laughs> you need to take a bath, bud. You need to take wow, a nice What was the last relaxing... time you took a bath? Uh, I think it was five days ago. Jeez, it was, and it was before that? Years, many, many years. Oh, this is why I'm bringing it up. This I, have, I have thing. learned, I have learned that, uh, Baths are something that should be cherished and used frequently um, in our lives. So I went, I was running and so I had muscle soreness in my legs. And someone told uh -huh. me that I should use like Epsom salt in a bath and a warm bath and just like sit in it for like 20, 30 minutes and like it'll make the soreness go away. And first of all, yes, they were completely right. All soreness went away and it was amazing. But second of all, sitting in like a hot water bath, like with like a book and some music playing was amazing. I realized I made some mistakes. Next time I do it, we're lighting candles and I'm bringing a glass of wine. And I just... What's better than fucking sitting in like a hot tub type thing except without the jets because I don't have a jacuzzi tub. I'm not fancy. But like hot water, wine, book, music, and candles. Like anything better than that? I don't think so. Are you the so. girl in a rom-com? I am. I am the girl in a rom-com and I'm trying to tell you it's amazing. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I'm thinking next time I, I might do it on one of the nights that Overwatch League is on. I can sit there like have that on as I sit in the tub cheering on New York and all that kind of stuff. It'll be you can do whatever you want. You don't have to bring the wine in the book if you don't want to. I'm just thinking that would be a cool thing to do. Like I gotta add that. Those are the accessory items. Exactly, exactly. Like when you order like flowers online, you could have like a teddy bear or a card ship with it. But we yeah. obviously don't do that because it's like thirty extra dollars. Exactly. Or if we go to like McDonald's and you're like, I can either get the apple slices or the fries. Ah, I see. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. more of like a choice, though, rather than an accessory to add on. It's like if you go to a assembly line taco burrito joint, maybe Chipotle, maybe not, and you can pick your accessories like beans, black or pinto, white rice, brown rice, chicken, carnitas, barbacoa, steak, guacamole, which is extra, lettuce, sour cream, cheese, salsas of various temperatures. <laughs> Oh, 
how did we get from baths to now you explaining all of the ingredients in a Chipotle? <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. It's true. So the weirdest shit. So, but real talk though, let's talk about Chipotle for a second. Um, okay, okay. I really am jealous of Mike Rowe. I think um, because I know we've all been there. I don't even have to ask if you've done this because I know you have. We've all been in line at Chipotle, and you just have a very. I don't know, not good line person. And they're like putting it together. And you're like, I could do that like twice as fast as you and better. Like, I just want let me behind the counter. I'll make my own goddamn burrito and we'll get out of here way, way less time, way less time. And with appropriate quantities of ingredients. Right. We all think that. But like uh-huh. micro micro has lived a life where we've thought things and then he's gone through and worked the jobs and realized it's true or not true. And so, like, I just want to be able to go around and be like, let me try being the person that makes a burrito at Chipotle and see that I'm actually terrible at it. You know what I mean? I you know whenever I go to Chipotle and I look at the window, mm-hmm. I always have that little like, ooh, like can we add a little bit more there? Right, like, exactly. Like, like I know one scoop is like you know like I don't know it just looks like, you know, and I don't know I, I don't really want to work at Chipotle. I mean, there's nothing wrong with working at Chipotle. I just feel like a I wouldn't be very good at it. Oh and, no, there's nothing wrong with. And B, I just I think I would get frustrated with. I don't think I would do well in customer service type situation. Have you ever had that kind of job before? I used to work in tech support. Oh. It was I actually really like, enjoyed it. Like Windows, there's like, a virus on your computer. Like at uh like uh at university when I went to school. Um oh, undergrad. You used to be the guy who took used to take the routers away from people. Well, Kind of. I started off in the general computer labs and I would offer help in there. And then we merged with like the residential services. So then I was, but by that point, I was a supervisor. Um, And so I had to uh, excuse me. I know, right? And I had to do the residential stuff. But the nice thing was, is I was a supervisor. So I only got like the really hard problems type thing. And most of the time, I was just going around bossing people around on what they could and couldn't do. It was uh, it was a good time. I really liked that job. I really really liked that job. I got I got uh, employee of the year at my university, which was kind of impressive. Wow. I know. I was it was it was exciting. So they uh, yeah, it was a good time. That was a good time. You got a plaque? I did. I did. I think I still have it. I'll have to send you a picture of it. It Has my name on it. So I, I can't send it to everyone. It. But um, oh, yeah. it might be on my mom's. I'm going to my mom's tomorrow though. So if I remember, I'll send you a picture of the award that I got for employee of the year. <laughs> I need proof. You do, and then you can tell other people. You can I tell need proof. Shenantics. I need a timeline of events, and I need people to contact who can also corroborate your story. Okay, I actually have references for that. And there was a lunch. There was a luncheon that I went to where they gave me the plan. A luncheon. Was, what date was that on? I don't know, actually. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Don't know the date. No, no. Maybe it didn't happen. Do you have any videos of this event? All of my imagine. No, there's no videos. It was any, all no videos. Any pictures? Was, yes, there was a picture. One oh my picture. god, I wonder if I could I'm back here looking, I was about to look it up now. <laughs> to be like, can I find the picture of that one time like a decade ago that I got an award for employee of the year? <laughs> that would be something. Oh my gosh. But no, I did I liked I liked working the tech support uh type thing. At least for the university. I don't think I could do it like wide ranging type thing. Um, and one thing that also helped is that although I was a supervisor, there was like another level above us. And so if I ever couldn't like 
figure something out, I could always escalate it. So which always makes it a little bit easier when it's like you're not the last stop of like, can we fix this? Well, it's yeah. like, oh, I just send it to someone else. And with the ones I was the last stop, it's very easy to just be like, <laughs> sorry, that whatever it is you're trying to do is impossible. What do you mean it's not possible? Nope, it's just not possible. We cannot possibly do it. It's not a problem. You just figure out something else to do. And they're like, oh, <laughs> they're all disappointed. Damn it. And you're like, yes. So you like disappointing people. Is that what you're saying? So much Reddit. I read so much Reddit back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great job. It was a good job. You worked real hard. Actually, it was back in the day. I might have actually been reading Dig instead of Reddit. Oh. (sighs) Those are like the people who go on IMGer and just read the comments and look at the pictures. (laughs) Hold on. Dig was pretty awesome back in the day. Like when it first started. I'm waiting for you to correct your statements. <laughs> Me and Skeek, this might be the end of our friendship. <laughs> you, you really? Yeah. I, hold on, real quick, hold real quick, real quick though. This is one thing we can agree on. Okay. Um, somewhat recently, I uh, went on a few dates with a girl that called it a GIF instead of a GIF, and I honestly was like, this is probably grounds to end it. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I, it yeah. was, that was bad. That was bad. I was... I have a very high threshold for like bad dates. Most dates I think are really, really good. I have great conversation, but like that was like, like she kept saying it. I was like, is it wrong to just be like, hold on. It's gift. Can you please just call it gift from now on? (laughs) Like, but it isn't, it is gift. I swear to God, skanky. I'm going to the guy who invented it said that it's Jif. But he doesn't know, man. <laughs> he doesn't know, all right? He doesn't know, man. All right? He doesn't get it. It would be different if he called, like, if it just was not even related to the way it was. If it was, like, Xerox, where it's like you're just completely making it up and assigning it to word letters that don't make sense. But, like, this makes sense. Right. Yeah, it's I'll a good thing. keep believing it. It is a good thing I didn't bring this up on that date. That would have just ended terribly. Maybe you could have had a nice family debate on the merits of GIF versus GIF. I figure it would end up like an internet debate where you just kind of hate both sides. (laughs) Yeah, that happens a lot. You didn't find common ground. You're just more irritated with each other. Yeah, it usually doesn't happen. Yeah, so I think that's what what it would have been. You know what? This is a great segue, I'm called. Yeah. Internet debates! Yes! Let's think about them for a second. Okay. All right. We'll go into serious shenanigans mode. Oh, okay. For a moment. I sent M. Cole an article the other day. Mm-hmm. It was on The Sunan. Some people call it CNN, but it's actually called The Sunan. And it is written by a, a man who I don't know his name, Jeremy Balenson. Uh, he, he has and, long hair, by the way. He has very long hair. It's actually pretty luscious. Yeah, looking. he looks he's a very um, handsome man. Yeah. Um, so we uh I came across this article and we were kind of thinking about if we should talk about it or not or whatever it is, but uh decided that it's probably a good thing to bring up because um the article didn't make much sense to me, and I'm just talking about this this article. Okay. Um so the article is entitled If a possible mass shooter Wants to own his hone his craft, don't hand him a virtual boot camp. Um, so 
how do you want to do this? I'm called. Should we read a little bit of it? Should we like give a TLDR? I let, how do you... let's start with the TLDR, and then you and I can talk about various points of it, and then what our overall thought for his argument is. So we could say like, here's a TLDR. Here's what we think about his overall argument, and then we can break down into the points that we do or don't like about this argument that he's making. Got it. Okay. So this guy pretty much is saying that. Um, you know, all these places are now banning assault-style re weapons and that video game companies should follow suit in... Well, he actually says virtual reality hardware and software companies should follow suit by pretty much banning these types of weapons in video games so that uh, potential shooters don't use these video games as practice. Mm -hmm. in actually committing a crime. Mm -hmm. um, so real quick. If that makes sense, yeah. I, when you first uh, sent me this article, I was like, and you're like, ah, oh, do you want to talk about this? I was like, I really don't be, I also at the time thought it was the argument that we typically hear about video games and violence causing more violence, like violence yes, in video yes. games. But it really isn't that. It's very limited in scope to VR and almost in the sense of like, does VR train you to shoot in the real world? Type yes, thing. is kind it's of it's very VR focused. It's yeah. not really focusing on. I mean, he references. Does he reference like Call of Duty or something in here yes. somewhere? Yes, very. Awkward where like, thing. yeah, it's very very awkward. He says like this shooter one time in 2012 used a holographic aiming device in the game Call of Duty to develop his target acquisition abilities. Yeah, and he put quotes around Call of Duty. Yes, it it just was a little um out of place because he's talking about vr so mm -hmm. it, i don't know if he really understood if there was a distinction mm -hmm. between you know like regular old video games and virtual reality games or he's signifying that all video games are virtual reality games mm -hmm. um, but i don't really know what he means you know yeah i don't either um what do you think about this article and the arguments he's making when I first read them, I thought, like, what you said. This is going to be another thing about, like, oh, video games are making people violent and stuff. Um, so it was interesting to hear some other kind of, like, side of this. But also, I don't know what games he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's the first thing I said to you. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, was it? Yeah, I think I don't pretty, remember. Pretty much the first thing we said about this article to each other, which we also don't like to talk about things outside of like shenanigs that we're going to talk about shenanigs, because then we have to basically try and recap it all. Um, yeah. But the one thing I think we said to each other is we don't think this guy's ever played a video game before in his life. Um, yeah. I'm like ninety percent sure that he's only heard about video games from other people. Yeah. Um, based on a lot of stuff. Based on a lot of stuff. Um. I will say, though, I will say, I think his article does a very, very bad job of making the points that he wants to make. But I I can see, I, I almost wish the article was written by someone that wasn't him. Someone that knew more about video games and VR. Um, because I feel like the point that he's ultimately trying to make, which we can delve deeper into, um, I feel like he 
maybe can make support for that um or it's at least a thing to possibly think about i don't i wouldn't completely write it off because i think maybe it does have some merits um overall like in the in the biggest thing with that is we do have examples um i read an article it was a while ago and i'm pretty sure it was in the washington post i think it was like last year um about there, how there are some police departments that are using VR to train police officers um, in various mm-hmm. ways. And so, like, what his argument is, is that you're handing people a way to train to be deadly in the real world. Like, maybe we should consider that. And is there restrictions or limits that we should put on it? And mm-hmm. the fact that there are police departments that are doing this um, kind of lends a, l- lends a little bit of credence to what he's saying. But I think the second thing also is, is that it's, if you want people to consider the arguments you're making, then you should also consider the arguments they're making until they're proven not to be correct, right? And I don't think yeah. there's nothing that I've seen, because this is the first time I've really seen his argument presented, especially in this way. Um, I haven't really seen like a counterpoint, and so it's not really fair to me to completely write it off just because, like, oh, yeah, I'm a big video game fan. There's no way that the thing I care about can be bad, right? Because then how am I supposed to expect someone else to make that judgment call about something they care about? You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like for that, I kind of like i said i kind of like wish this article was written by someone else but he uh let's go through some of some of his points and why i think that illustrates the fact that i think he's never played a video game before in his life okay well his first one here as to things he wants to change about gun mm-hmm. like video game weapons mm-hmm. first let's change the physics of bullets mm-hmm. think about a frisbee in order to hit a target straight ahead, one needs to arc it to one side to account for its return swing. If virtual reality bullets also travel with a slight curve, then virtual shooters would always be pointing away from the target in order to eventually hit it. So, I don't like that one because the idea that someone in the real world that learned how to shoot in VR would not understand that like they can't point the, like a different direction than their target seems silly to me. Right. Yeah. First of all, that's what it does. But the second thing is like, although the exact physics of a arc, like a Frisbee isn't, in video games, there are physics of different things shooting at different rates and stuff like that that does play a thing. And so, like, my best example, almost everything in his article I can use Overwatch as an example for something that he's talking about. And so the best example with, like, Overwatch is if you use the hero Farah, she has a rocket launcher and her rockets travel very slowly, right? And so you yeah. kind of have to lead your aim. You kind of, like, it doesn't it doesn't fire like something in the real world would fire. You know what I mean? And so it's like, we already kind of have that to an extent with the way that video games work across a whole bunch of stuff. And even if you take it out of like the more realistic uh, FPS type games, like call of duty, like you get even weirder. Like that's part of like sometimes a feature to a game is things that shoot very, very, very strangely. You know what I mean? And it's like, Uh granted that person isn't going to, use that to like train themselves but the idea that you're like presenting this as like a novel idea makes me think that you don't know about video games or else you would know that this isn't a novel idea you know what i mean that video games already currently do this yeah and even to even to even say that call of duty would be a realistic shooter mm-hmm. boggles my mind <laughs> because that is it's probably it's literally one of the 
most unrealistic shooters there could possibly be. Yeah. There's no recoil in any of the guns. Mm -hmm. You literally point at somebody and you shoot them and the bullets go straight. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what the argument he's making here is like, oh, he's almost saying like bullets should be more realistic in games. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, if you think of, like, PUBG and stuff, like, you aim ahead of people so mm-hmm. that, like, because of gravity and all this other shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he means something completely different. Yeah. Where, like, oh, like, if you if you shoot the gun, like, to your left, then it'll curve around and hit the person. And it's like, well, why, why would someone, like, do that in the real world and think it works? Yeah. Because video games are... Video games. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the thing. And so people have like they're they're not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like even if someone is like totally bonkers and has a gun, they're not going to be like, oh, well, I remember that one time in that video game where I sh- tried to shoot that person and I got them because I aimed the gun like very like two feet to their left. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I'm going to try that in real life. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like I don't get it. Yeah. No, exactly. It's yeah. I. It just it, and if anything, I feel like the idea that the physics are different in the game might actually make you better with your aim because every time you do it, your mind's making like is thinking about it harder about what you have to do. You know what I mean? So if anything, mm-hmm. it's not like you don't get better at doing you don't get better at math by just solving one plus one equals two over and over and over again, right? You get better yeah. at math by doing more and more complications and iterations on things that you do know. And so like if anything, if that's what his argument is, I feel like his proposed solution almost would kind of make you better at what he's saying that it would the games are doing in general. Um yeah. So yeah, that one that one's a little strange. Second one is I actually it's something I have to ask you about because I wouldn't know and I you mm-hmm. you would. I another thing is like I've also never held or shot a gun in the real world, so I can only kind of say what I'm assuming. So I guess I'm just as bad as he is. Um, but the second one, I'm pretty sure I know how this one might be correct or wrong. But his second argument is that um, he says guns and games shouldn't have the mechanics of real ones. You shouldn't hold a realistically weighted gun shaped object and pull a trigger in virtual reality. And the thing is, is at least with the two primary VR systems, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive, the controllers aren't, that much like guns and if they are they don't weigh the same as guns like even yeah. a handgun and I, this I, one didn't make sense to yeah me. and th- that's why i have to ask you because i don't have it but like you're the owner of an oculus rift do the little hand control trigger things weigh as much as like a handgun would no and, no. and so yeah so that one seems weird to me that he's saying that it would and even if you pull down say a controller like an xbox controller doesn't weigh the same that it does and you don't even hold it the same way you would hold something right and so it seems and he specifically says gun-shaped object mm-hmm. you know yeah so like he's talking about like when you go to arcades mm-hmm. and you have like the zombie shooter game and you pick up the gun and you're shooting at the zombies mm-hmm. i guess yeah. but in virtual reality yeah which as far as i know doesn't exist yeah no, yeah. So that right? one, yeah. So that one seemed that one seemed weird to me. Like I said, like all these just kind of make feel like someone that like thinks they know what a game is or like what the current state of video games and VR are, but they in actuality don't. Right? Like that one yeah. just seems strange to me because I feel like if you even just looked it up, like even if you wanted to research that one fact, well, all right, what are the two VR makers and let's even look up how much do their do their controllers weigh? 
right? And then right there, you already kind of have your answer. Um, and if you're talking about mass market, because that's what he's talking about. He's talking about mass market VR and video game systems. He's not talking about like people creating specialized VR systems that specifically do this. It's the fact that everyone in the world has access to this. Um, so maybe we shouldn't let them do that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, they'd be different if he was being like this one maker of VR stuff literally makes like handgun shaped you know controllers that are weighted properly and all that kind of stuff like then yes i understand what you're making the argument you're making then but that's not doesn't seem to be what the case is and nor are you actually making that argument so i i looked this up Mm -hmm. i looked up for a oculus rift gun controller Mm -hmm. that you can buy and there is one okay and it's called the delta six gaming controller and it is more expensive than what a gun would cost you. Oh, really? It's $400. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that seems... <laughs> so that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. And it's also sold out. Um, but I think it's a weird... Like, I think he's he's thinking... Like, oh my God, there's these kids everywhere and they're in virtual reality and they're holding these guns and they're shooting these people. Oh my God, Call of Duty. And it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, give me a second here. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't understand the background that he's done on this. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, the last the last point he makes really just kind of sums up an article that seems out of touch and that um, un- literally says another change that makes sense um is that we shouldn't have um that the targets in the game shouldn't be human they should be non-human because somehow we're like shooting at robots would not train people to shoot at humans first of all um which also seems weird (laughs) because if you go to a shooting range to actually try practicing you're not shooting at a human right like you're shooting at a target of some sort um Uh but then the second thing is that he the back it up even more is that if you make it non-humans that they will have if you make it robots instead of humans that they will then have skills that humans don't have and like this is the ultimate thing that's like you've never played a video game before in the like ever because that's what that's what any character in a video game um they typically don't have any of the skills that humans really do right part of the reason that you're playing it is that you can imbue this creature this even a human with whatever abilities that you want to give them and like i said let's go back to overwatch right you have jet packy pharah like you have lucio who can randomly go fast by changing the tune of the music around him like you literally have like characters that are human form characters that can do things that no human would ever be able to do um and that's part of the feature of video games i mean the best example i have and this is why i say he's never played one in entire history is that i once watched this documentary um super mario brothers and just the game design with that which was really cool but the one thing that super relates to this is that the one of the things about Super Mario Brothers and one of the things that was genius about what they did back in the day is that Mario 
jumps like no other human could ever jump like he jumps like three times his height in the air and that's what makes the game fun can you imagine playing super mario brothers back on the nes and he had the little jump height of a human being oh it'd be boring it'd be boring like that the game wouldn't work and so like even back in like the 80s what was that like 86 maybe i think when nes came out even back at the beginning not not saying that nes is beginning of video game history but like that's like near the early times where even that human-based character in a 2D side-scroller didn't have human abilities. He, They had superhuman abilities, and it didn't have to be a robot. It could have been a human, and you don't have to then all of a sudden make sure, oh, because we're portraying human, they only have human abilities. What's that one game? Um, it came out, I think, on Xbox One. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, where like you're skating oh. around on everything, like it was like Tony Hawk type skating on yeah. like all the wires and all the rails and everything like that, like just grinding. And it's like no human could grind for twenty minutes straight and jump from like the like railing of like the sidewalk up to the power lines overhead and keep going. You know what I mean? And so it's just like the entire history of video games like disproves his point that you know we should make everyone robots. Because that somehow helps. I don't get that argument at all. I really don't. Like, is is someone who like really wants to go out and cause harm, who has trained on video games, and is like, oh my god, wait a second, these aren't robots. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, I I don't I just don't understand the argument really. Yeah. Like he's really trying to make it like push that these video games are in some way. Like helping to train people, like I, I don't know, man. It's just a little. Yeah, <sighs> I feel like, and but, and I think part of the reason that this, this I find this article very frustrating is, like I said, is that if there is, if there is a causation behind this, that you could show that there is a potential for VR to be used as for training for someone that wishes to do harm to other people. This article almost does more harm to the overall idea because anyone that plays video games reads it and you discount and get like you like think poorly of this article and then you kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater where you're starting to just think that entire thesis is incorrect because this person wrote such a bad article about it you know what i mean where it's like if you yeah. want to do this at least make a strong argument and there are ones that you could possibly make like i said at the beginning where if you're like hey look the these um, police departments use VR to train their police officers and they have shown good results with it. So that you can start off with that, but then you start to have to back up other things to show the entire chain to prove your point. Well, with this article, you're A, not doing any of that, and B, you're doing harm in the sense of if that was a valid thing that we should be concerned of, I now th- am discounting it and not thinking that it is because your article was so bad. Yeah. Somebody's wrong on the internet. I I think so. I do. I agree. I just I don't know. I don't know. So he makes one thing. He says one thing here that I don't really understand because it seems to contradict everything else he says. Mm-hmm. He says my argument here is not that virtual reality games are going to cause people to become violent. Oh wait, okay. So you, like what you were saying before, mm-hmm. or that law enforcement or military, for example, shouldn't have access to them. But if a possible shooter wants to own his craft, we shouldn't hand him over an over-the-counter digital boot camp. But so uh, so the I guess the main argument here is that he doesn't want people to train on video games, right? Yeah. To then go out and become 
But don't aren't you also saying by that that you think that games are helping to cause violence in some way and thus are violent in nature? I I don't I don't or is that no. a stretch? I think that's a little bit of a stretch because I think it's one thing to say like I think I think you can separate that you're training someone's motor skills compared to because you're training the motor skills in that certain way is also making them violent. So I feel like I feel like he does a, he does a good job of not going down that route because I don't think there's anything. Yeah. There wasn't really. I mean, other than that, they shouldn't be. There should be non-human characters. Like that's the closest he gets to being like, oh, if we teach people to shoot mm-hmm. humans, they're going to want to shoot outside the game. That's like as close as he gets to it. But that's like one line, right? Like out of his very very long article. Um, so I think he does a pretty good job of not going down that route of argument. Um, yeah. I think his overall thing is more akin to. If you're like, it's it's in the same way that if you were to bring some, like if you knew someone was dangerous and then you brought them to a shooting range every week, it, that isn't a good idea, right? Because you're actually helping them. Um, yeah. And sure. so I think that's more of what the argument that he's making, um, although poorly. Got it. Got it. I, I get that. I love how he also ends the article being like, Oh yeah, and the U.S. Supreme Court Supreme Court says that uh, violent video games are protected by free speech. So okay, <laughs> that is true. Just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I read this whole article. And he's like, oh yeah. By the way, we can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what? But then also he's the live virtual reality is on the uh, cusp of becoming a mainstream consumer product, and it's like, I mean, first of all, I don't know if it really is, but like, second of all, like. I don't know. I I guess maybe I can give some appreciation for warning about something that's not here yet, right? But like, also, I guess it also kind of feels like fear mongering. I can easily see like um, someone. I don't even want to use the cliche "my parents," but like even just anyone reading this that doesn't know video games and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, because they read read, they would read this and be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Because they also don't know how video games work, right? And so they'd be like, "They'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, like we should do it so that they." don't move like humans and it's like they don't like you know what i mean that's what that's what the yeah. frustrating thing about this is is that someone that doesn't know video games they read this and it's like this would all make sense to them yeah you know i mean this would all be like oh this is yeah. a logical discussion about it and it's like it really isn't yeah i don't know so. we gotta get sean off those video games <laughs> it's true it's true he's addicted but but you don't and so one thing is do you have anything else you want to say about this one skanky before i move on to a different one I do want to say that luckily I'm so happy that I bought the Star Trek VR game because now I can drive the Enterprise <laughs> in real life if it if it happens. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of that, is um while well, you were playing Sea of Thieves all day today, and when I was watching, yeah, I was, was like, that game would be amazing in VR. I feel yeah. like that'd be really cool. So Oh, in VR? Yeah. It would be a little seasick. That's the second thing I saw. Like when the boat's was, rocking, I was like, "Oh, that would be." I'd get so nauseous from that. I mean, when Joe's drinking that grog and he's climbing up the the into the crow's nest, and you're all over the place, and the waves are going. I mean, you'd I'd probably vomit in real life. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. That is yeah. true. Oh man, but yeah, no. So I I. I I think that is also a valid second point, though. It's just that we already have examples of things that we play in games that doesn't make you a pro at that in the real world. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, 
take it with a grain of salt. We will have a link to the article in the show notes if you guys are interested yes. in looking at it. I think it's also important to to note that this is an opinion piece, by the way. Yes, 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 yes. I think people mix up opinion pieces with news articles. Yeah. This is Jeremy's opinion. Yes, this is Jeremy's opinion. And he has yes. just wonderful, luscious hair. He does have really nice hair. He does. He does. I don't, I, wait, what does he do? He's an author. Oh, interesting. And the founding director of Stanford, Stanford's Virtual Human Interaction Lab. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want to go any deeper on that because I all of a sudden I'm very frustrated with this person. <laughs> Virtual Human Lab. Interesting. So maybe he does have more experience? But, but his... No, I mean, hey, okay. Scholars know what they're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it all doesn't mean that everything they are talking about is in the like the real world. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, no, Like I we're talking about consumer people playing video games in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a whole bunch of people in a laboratory doing experiments. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So I think there's a difference there. Just like his difference with whatever the hell he's doing with the saying with the violence versus the VR stuff. Yeah. No, that is that is true. That is true. Um, but so speaking of taking away my video games, uh yes. After you sent me this article, like within like I would say twenty four hours or so like that, um, I found a different article that really had nothing to do with this one, but it showed, I think, a very positive light of video games, which I really, really liked. And it was um it was a Washington Post article about kind of the the title of the article is the myth of the lonely uh, gamer playing in solitude is dead and it basically talks about like looking at how people play video games the idea of the person playing video games all by themselves and not interacting with other people it really isn't true like even if it was true at some point in the past which is i think very debatable um at least in the current age of doing it it isn't and it kind of goes into across various ways and platforms and games how people actually develop real friendships through playing video games um which i thought was really really cool and it was really kind of nice to see this side of things especially because like you and i obviously know this a ton um not even just through twitch like we see it through twitch which they do bring up for part of it and that wasn't the entire article which was nice but like they bring up just like like by playing world of warcraft and playing other um online multiplayer games or how you met like there's examples of people that met online and then how they then play in the real world i think there was even a, a part about it about overwatch league and about how that people can get together and watch the, that game and like it kind of more like sports and stuff like that. So it kind of brings out that aspect of video games where we can focus on all these other aspects about it. But I feel like unless you play it, the social part of it isn't all that apparent to you. You have this idea of what video games may be and you think it's, Oh no, this kid goes and sits and plays it in his room for eight hours at a time, never interacting with anybody. And I feel like that is much less the case anymore. I I agree. I agree. I, um, you know, while reading this, I was really trying to think back at a time where I played a video game all by myself mm-hmm. without interaction. And I really couldn't think of one, maybe besides like Skyrim. Yeah. Or something. But 
I've made friends in so many different video games, even before Twitch. Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing Call of Duty a lot, I mean, I made a lot of friends mm-hmm. um, on that game. Um, and, you know, I didn't know who the hell they were, but we, like, when we were on, we would play with one another. Yeah. Um, and that was like, it was a social experience. And I feel like a lot of games are also pushing more towards, like, interaction, mm-hmm. social interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with something like WoW. Like, I remember maybe when I first started playing WoW, I kind of played by myself mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to, like, a point where you need to work with other people yeah. to do things. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, I, I think maybe more games are, are pushing that kind of social aspect. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and, like, it has just, like, just, like other stuff. Like, I have... Um, a lot of people I'm friends with, There's a there's a big group of people I'm friends with that they all met and their big uh friend group that like they've connected with all met through and hang out um on xbox live via playing you know i think it started with halo and then it moved on to like destiny for example and destiny 2 um and they kind of like that's part of where their friend thing is and like when people get home from work they hop on and they show up as online on xbox live and they see oh what are the rest of my friends doing right now um it has other things like back uh, if we want to talk about the early days of WoW. Uh, WoW came out my senior year of high school, and when a lot of me and my friends went off to our various uh, undergrads because we went to different schools, a lot of us kept in touch by still playing WoW, right? And so even though we were making new friends and meeting new people at school, um, we could still on a Tuesday night or something like that, like hop in and play WoW together. And it was a way to keep up with friends that went elsewhere. Instead of only seeing them when we came back for the holidays and stuff like that, you were able to keep hanging out and playing with your friends through video games. Um, yeah. And like the thing, like the example of like single player games, even like sometimes that is you just being by yourself, but that's kind of like how reading a book by yourself isn't a bad thing. Um, but also you might read a book and then be able to discuss it with other people. You can play Skyrim and then talk with other people about how much you love the game. Right. Or we've had, we've had times back when we were younger, like, or at least when I was younger back in high school, while when we were playing single player games, a bunch of friends would come over and hang out and watch one person play a game. I remember we played fable that way when it first came out. So like it's a, I think just through the through the history of video games, there is a very big social aspect of it that people don't necessarily see or don't necessarily understand. So yeah, and I think and I think one reason why it struck me, one thing that I think it's important is that there are a lot of people that don't fit in or make friends or have a social group through the traditional sense, especially if you're not into sports and super nerdy, like you might not have made friends through high school um, the way that other people had an easy time making friends. Right. And so it's kind of don't discount the fact that video games is a way for those people to also have made or kindle or strengthen friendships with other people. You know what I mean? Um, And it kind of brings a healthy aspect to their life with that, where it's like, Oh, they can meet someone that they uh, have a friendship with that actually cares about them. And it gives them someone that they can talk to about things that are happening in their life. Right. So it kind of gives them a little bit more of a support network that they might not have had otherwise. Yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a really good article. We'll have a link to that also. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, it really 
pulled me in because it started talking off started off talking about Jeff Kaplan, who is the director of Overwatch, and I love Your this boy. man. I I want Jeff Kaplan to ad- adopt me as his nephew, if that's even possible somehow. <laughs> um, no, but I, I seriously, he's so 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 great. Um, but it was talking about how him and his wife met and how like they kind of met through video games, and it's just kind of it's just kind of very cool to see that, right? It's like I already loved you, man, and now like even more so. I'm like you freaking rock like i want your life um but no so it's just it was a very cool article and if you like video games even if you don't i really think people should do it because it's kind of uh it's kind of it's an interesting look at it at the world through the lens of video games yeah and they also mentioned twitch in this article Mm -hmm. um near the end Mm -hmm. and there's just one thing that i would really like mainstream media to stop doing is calling streamers professional video game players (laughs) so true I would really appreciate them not doing that. that. It's so true. Yeah. 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 I don't like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like everyone that goes to buy a Nikon or Canon is all of a sudden a professional photographer. Like just Yeah, just like come on. Yeah. No, no. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I think not a professional video. Do they bring up Discord in this article? I'm pretty sure they do. Um, do they? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking. They're talking about two people that it's funny because they also talked about like people that met up in real life that played video games together online. Um, and one thing that's really cool about that is like I've been through that experience too because like through the Twitch meetups and I have a good amount of friends in Chicago that we know each other through Twitch and video games. Um, but we also meet up somewhat regularly to like hang out and so it's kind of cool to see what they were talking about and see like a similar type of thing that has happened in my life um it's just i don't know that was kind of cool plus i adore discord like more more social stuff happens on discord than through a lot of other mediums for me now and so it's just i anything anything to i want to get everybody in the world to use discord skanky i want i I don't i don't know how i survived before i don't either i really don't either I've been slowly but surely convincing my friends to sign up for Discord. Um, and it's uh, always been... There's friends I text with a lot. I'm like, just sign up for Discord. Like, please. And let me just message you through there. I don't want to text this. It's so much easier this way. Um, but it's, uh, it's great. Speaking of that, Skanky. Yeah, what's up? Have you ever used the Spotify integration in Discord? No, but I've heard about it. What have you heard? I've heard that like it could show what you're listening to and stuff. Yes. Now, how does that work? Do you link your Spotify account to your Discord? Oh my gosh, I got so much to tell you about this right now, buddy. It's awesome. Let me let me bring up my thing with this. Okay. Before you bring it okay. up. Okay. As a streamer, yeah. I very much try to limit the things that I link yeah. to my Twitch account uh-huh. and my Twitch related things. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if linking my Spotify account to Discord would link it to my profile and thus people would have access to my personal information. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Is that true so, so, or not so. true? This yet? is Tell why me. it's great. This is why I think they did a really good job of it. And it's the second thing is where I feel like the Discord team understands who their audience and user base is. Um, okay. Because 
when you link your Spotify, there are two things um, that you can enable separately. You can enable the integration where people can see what you're listening to. And then okay. separately, you can turn on or off whether or not you actually link it to your profile. So it's two separate things. If I start playing wow. a song right now, you could see where I'm playing, but you can't find me on Spotify. Because I've, <gasps> I've turned it off because I don't want people to find my profile on Spotify. Where do I where do I enable? So it's under <laughs> it's under settings and connections, like the way you would add a YouTube account and stuff like that. And then when you uh-huh. connect Spotify, there's two things: display on profile um, and display Spotify's your status. I turned on the status. I turned off display on your profile. Wow, it's awesome, right? Because I was the same way. Okay. I didn't want to link it because I didn't want people to find my Spotify account. I'm like, ah. Yeah, but after I looked into it more and I saw that you could do it that way, then I was like, oh, I'm cool doing this. Now, let me tell you why this week, why I really wanted to bring it up on Shenantics, because I, I okay, love it even me. more. So there's not only not only do you get to see what people are listening to, um, you can listen along with them. And so if I see Skanky is playing a song that looks cool, I can say, click on the one that says listen with Skanky. And what it will do is it'll start playing through my Spotify app. It won't tell me anything about his user account at all. But it'll start playing on my Spotify account the song he's playing at the point in the song that he's playing it, if he pauses it, it pauses mine. If he goes to the next song, it goes to the next song on mine. So it's like it's like this kind of thing that like if he wanted to share music with me and we just wanted to hang out and chat and listen to whatever it is, he can do that. And so me and Tiny have been doing that. And so it'll be where I'll she'll be playing music at work and I'll link into hers, like click over to listen with Tiny, and then I'll send her a message like, wow, this song is really great, and add it to my profile. And so I've kind of been using her as my work DJ. Isn't it kind of creepy? It is a little creepy, but it's kind of cool in the sense <laughs> of like, I use her as my work, because she could always turn it off, and she didn't want people to see what she was listening to and listen in real time. She could just turn off that entire feature. It's only one feature. It's not separate toggles for that, but she could just yeah. turn that off if, she, if it was a little too creepy for her. But it's kind of cool to be like, because I also... Like when it's almost like back in the day with like mixtapes and then playlists and stuff like that. If you're like wanting to like curate something for your friends, like we're always interested in like learning what our friends are listening to and finding new music. This is like another way to do it. And I like the way that it does it pretty much seamless um, through the Discord service. And that's why I want all of my friends to sign up for it because whether or not they enable the Spotify thing, I would then try and convince them to enable it. But I think it's just kind of cool to be able to hop in and be like, oh, what is that person listening to? Listen along with them and then kind of just stop whenever I want to stop. It's a... It's very cool. And the second thing you can do is you can do that from their profile when you see that they're listening to Spotify. The second thing you could do is you can actually share it in a direct message or onto a server where if... um if you're listening to something, it'll kind of put it in here. I'll do it to you real quick. And I'll say, invite Skanky to listen on Spotify, send the invite. It shows up in your direct message, what I'm listening to. And then it has a little button for you to join me. And then you can join in and listen to the song I'm play- listening to. And you'll, you'll also notice in the Discord window where above the voice thing, it'll say two listeners on Spotify and it shows you and me. It shows me as the host and you as the listener, um, which is really freaking what? cool. Uh, and so it's just it's this feature that just randomly showed up one day in Discord. I feel like they did a terrible job of communicating it because I love it. Like I really, and if I stop Wait, it, then you get kicked out I- from it. How do I share it with you again? Uh, how do I do start that? Start playing music. Okay. And then, you know, if you were going like, to upload a file type thing, there's like a plus button in your text window, like next to where you type. 
It yes. once you're playing music, if you hit the plus button, it'll say upload a file, and then it'll, underneath that, it'll say share the song, invite MCO to listen, or something like that. Oh, <gasps> see, is it so cool? <laughs> Isn't it just so cool the way this is so cool? <laughs> We're both listening to "Fuck the Police" by N.W.A. Yes. But yeah, I know it, yes. it's just, it's really cool the way that it works. Um. One thing, wow! Like, and so one thing that I kind of wish, and I might actually see if I can do a feature request for it, is one thing that would make it even cooler is if they can do it as a jukebox mode where people can request songs and we can all listen together through the Discord backend. Um, oh. Yeah, because like currently in my Discord server, because of Jafferwocky, he developed the bot Jane, and Jane has a song request type thing, so we could all join a voice chat, request YouTube links, and then Jane will play it through the audio. And so that's one way you yeah. can listen with each other. But it's crappy YouTube quality audio that's compressed down through there not listening through the native Spotify client. And so I think that'd be really cool is like if we have a Saturday night where we're all just hanging out playing games together and we want to throw together a jukebox that we can all join in and listen to. I think it'd be really cool if Discord expanded on this and offered those kinds of abilities. So overall I'd say it's really You better be listening Discord. Exactly Discord. Listen first of all freaking Tell people about your Spotify thing. Like, I, they did talk about it. It's not like they hit it. But I think people don't understand how cool this feature is. It is pretty cool. I didn't even know, like, the extent yeah, of it. Yeah, me either. Like, I, and it is cool. They've done a lot where you click and you see people's profiles and, like, where there's, like, this rich interaction or rich information type thing. So, like, Spotify is that. So, when it shows what Skanky's playing on his profile, it doesn't just say – it shows the artist name, obviously, the song name, the album art and stuff like that. But it kind of shows, like, where he is in the song. The entire thing turns green. It, like, it's just – it's very cool. And then I also don't have to join him. I can literally just play the song my on my own without joining Skanky. I can just say, I really want to listen to Angel by Sarah McLaughlin that he's listening to. To right now <laughs> i can just hit play and i'll play it through my spotify right so they do a very good job of that and the same thing when he's streaming on twitch now his profile all turns purple it shows what game he's playing um what his stream title all that kind of stuff is and then they have integrations with i believe league of legends and a few other games where if he's playing league of legends it'll show i think like the map that he's playing on what hero he's playing and all that kind of stuff um and so they have this really super model by rupaul oh pizza we like pizza by the pizza kid <laughs> anyways so, so I think uh, if we want to talk about and gush about our love for Discord, not only do have I love the service since it's come out, they've been amazing. Um, I really think this this what they're building on the back end with the rich integration with things like Spotify, Twitch, and League of Legends is really cool. I'm excited to see what they do with that going forward because there's just there's tons of cool stuff that I think they can do with that. Team speaks better. <laughs> You know, it's it was kind of interesting. I was I remember back when Discord first came out. I wanted to stick with Teamspeak because I hosted my own Teamspeak server. And I was like, oh, I control it. I don't want to give control to any third party. Like blah blah blah. But like, yeah, but Jesus, Discord is so much better. It's crazy to think that Discord was born out of a team that had tried to launch a mobile version of a MOBA. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. I'm trying to remember what it's what it was what the game was called. It was like Sword and something, if I remember correctly. But I had played the MOBA a few times and it just it at the same time another MOBA came out that was featured by Apple and their like developer conference, all that kind of stuff. And that MOBA ended up taking off and I feel like theirs really struggled. And then the team kind of 
pivoted the entire company into what is now Discord. Oh, rip. So, but hey, we're lucky because of it. Thank goodness they're, they're, uh, thank God. Yeah. Their other one didn't work out, or else we wouldn't have awesome, uh, you know, that, that thing. I personally like to use the Twitch curse client. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, Twitch. Is that even still used? Oh, Twitch. Do people do that? I don't know. That's what it's called. Sorry, I looked it up. The game was called Fates Forever, was the MOBA. Fates Forever. Yeah, it was released in 2014. Sounds like an emo band. Yeah. Oh, do you know what's even crazier? I don't know if you would know this. I I was really big into Apple and iOS and stuff like that. Do you remember before they released Game Center on iOS, there was a third-party like gaming social network that tried to be Xbox Live called OpenFaint, F-E-I-N-T? No, I don't really. That. So they did that, and that's where they originally started. They started with that, then they released the MOBA, and then they pivoted it on over to Discord. I just uploaded what the Open Faint logo looks like, because um, like that evokes like such strong memories. I remember that it would pop up at the beginning oh, of the games when I started playing it. Um, Open Faint was first iteration was in two thousand nine, so this company has Jeez. a very long history of developing stuff like that. But I think it's cool that we got to where we did now with them. So. Yeah, I didn't really game on like my gaming, like my mobile devices. Yeah, really that much. So I was, I was, I didn't really. I was a pretty this. big. I like, I like mobile games. There's, there's a, there's a lot of good ones that I'm really a big fan of. I remember when I first got my my first generation iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. It was on uh, firmware one point one point three, which was pre. Uh, app store and everything oh, and uh i remember jailbreaking it and being able to install cydia with all the different like apps and tweaks and stuff mm-hmm. and i used to go to school and people were like dude how do you have extra apps on your ipod <laughs> yes. ipod i'm like bro because i'm legit you're so, bro so cool because i'm legit you're so cool i was so cool i also uh what was it? I did. What was it called? Uh, on my PSP, I I hacked the firm, firmware on my PSP, mm-hmm. um, and it had like a specific name. I don't remember. And it used to be like a little project that me and my brother used to work on, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like kind of like a hobby that we had, and we would like get custom firmware for my PSP, and used to have to like. It was pretty much like jailbreaking a PSP. It's not the correct terminology. I can't really remember mm-hmm. like what it was yeah, called. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, I have to like look it up now. <laughs> um, but so we, there was a whole bunch of different ways to install the custom firmwares. And the first way we tried was through something called a Pandora's battery. <laughs> which is one of the, one of the oldest tricks in the book for hacking a PSP. And it's actually mind-boggling. It's a, it's a hacked battery. That is crazy. That you put into the PSP to install the custom firmware. And some people would make these batteries and sell them online for like 30 bucks. Uh, and there were two ways of doing it. Number one way, 
you could actually take apart the battery, which is fucking dangerous as shit, and you shouldn't do that. But people would like take it apart and like use to like solder on new connections or something. Oh I don't even God. know. So we decided to go the easier route, which was to buy a game called I don't even remember the name of the game. Um but I remember we were in Florida. Sorry, this is a strange story. We were in <laughs> Florida visiting my visiting my grandparents. And my grandparents, we were in a GameStop. They're like, hey, you could buy any game. We'll buy any game you mm-hmm. want. I was like, oh, grandparents are the best. So I saw the game that we needed to hack the battery on the PSP. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Chris. That's my brother's name. I was like, yo, not Joe, Chris, but you know, <laughs> Joe is my brother, but not my actual brother. Anyway, so I was like, yo, they have the game here. He's like, oh, dude, we got to get that. So we got the game, and there was a glitch in the game where if you hit a certain certain buttons on the PSP, that it would force the battery to go into a Pandora battery state. Oh, my God. This is amazing. And then you can install the custom firmware. It, it was ridiculous. That is so great. Or it was like the game activated... The Pandora's battery, so you could use it. I don't even know, man. It was crazy. Growing up, like when all this was happening, when I was younger, obviously, it always blew my mind that people knew how to figure out how to do this kind of stuff. Like I'm, I have a hard. Oh, me too. I'm like, oh, I know how to like turn it on and do the things I know I'm supposed to do. But like that, someone else like can figure out like how do I break the system in such a way that I can modify it and do other things. Like always, that always blew my mind. Always, it was so cool. Much respect to those people. And people still put custom firmware on PSPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. It's still a thing. Which a is big one is uh, DSs. People do it a lot with the Nintendo DS now. Yeah, I looked it up on the Nintendo mm-hmm. DS too. Um, which is, it was kind of interesting too to read about that stuff. Yeah, that is cool. Because um, I didn't even know about that. It is really cool. Oh man, it's. I know, crazy stuff. It's 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 awesome. It is awesome. We mostly did it because you used to be have the ability on the PSP to like custom install any ISO file that you wanted, which we would never do, by the way. <laughs> I mean, we would never, we would never no, go that, online and download an ISO oh, and install it on a PSP. Right. Yeah, we we would never, never do, do that. that. I was just saying that you know we could. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. At the time, if we had wanted to. I hear you. Did you ever, or am I dating myself? I'm not dating myself because I think they still use it to this day. Um, uh-huh. But uh, did you ever use like the TI-86 calculators in school and put games on it? Yeah, I had a TI-86. And you put games on it? We didn't put games really? on it, though. I think, I think maybe we were far... I guess you probably had more technology like at the time when you had that. We were beyond the... I'm trying to think of the first time I had a TI-86. Maybe it was Geometry? Yeah, I think I had it for de- Geometry. I had one? I think it was like middle school. When I first had the TI-86, I think we still didn't have like Snake on the Nokia yet. And so this was like a big deal for us to be able to play yeah. that. Oh, wow. And so so I guess, yeah, it, it became a uh, futile endeavor to then try and play games when you have better games than everything else you played. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a big thing to put games on your TI-86, TI-87 calculators. Back in the day. I also remember Palm Pilots Those putting days. putting special apps and games on Palm Pilots was always great. Palm Pilots. I remember oh I remember this one kid had a Palm Pilot. I thought it was so cool. He was so cool. I wanted a Palm Pilot so bad. Um 
But he uh, he installed this app. Just bear with me the entire story. He installed this app that let him have a fingerprint reader on the Palm Pilot, right? So you put your finger to the screen. No. You put your finger. It's gotta be you fake. put your finger to the screen. It would read your fingerprint. And I was like, oh my god, that's so fucking cool. Find out later that it really wasn't that. It's that if you held down like one of the buttons and then put your finger to the screen, it unlocked. So it wasn't actually reading the fingerprint. You just had to. I was yeah, right. I know. But but when I was younger and stupid, and well, back in the days, cold. we didn't understand how screens and stuff worked that they could actually read your fingerprint. I was blown away that like, this is the coolest freaking thing ever. So then I think it was like a few years later, I got the Palm Pilot. I was like, I need a fingerprint reader. And I download it. I find out what it actually is. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> it's like my entire life is a lie. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So oh, good old days. Good old days. Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking into Pandora's <laughs> batteries now and how they actually work. Rip Skakey. He'll be here for the next like three hours just looking into. Dude, like this was the sketchiest shit. It's so awesome. Take your battery and open it using a knife. Jesus. <laughs> that is Look amazing. at the main board for the battery display. Remove pin number five. Like what? This, like no. Oh, this is bad, awesome. Bad. This is so awesome. <laughs> Also, how did that work? Oh, like, what? That is... How did that even work? Dude, there's still mega upload links in this wiki. Oh, God bless. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Memories. It is. Yeah. Oh, we, are, we are kids of the internet age. We're old. We are old. We are We're old. old. Hey, I'm calling. You got a food finish this I week? I do. I do. Skanky. Skanky. Yeah, that's skanky. Yes. Breakfast sandwiches. Oh. You know, I just want to do a little shout out really quick. Can yeah. I do that before we uh, do the food finish? Uh, Gabala, um, she uh, got me a bagel. Oh, my gosh. She's a sweetheart. I and love her. Yeah, I just want to thank her for that. Thank you, Gabala. Yeah, thank you. Was it a breakfast sandwich on a bagel? She got a breakfast oh, sandwich. She knows what's up. She's, that's what... Gabriela knows how to live her best life. I, I swear. It's true. I swear. It's true. She got a bacon, egg, and cheese. I was always a fan of the ham, egg, and cheese. <sighs> yeah. I'm all, I love the sausage, egg, and cheese. Sausage. Sausage, egg, and cheese. Honestly, I'm cool with whatever. I am too. Breakfast meat, egg, cheese, and some type of grade. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, perfect. I, uh, this morning, when I went, I went to work this morning, and... Two wonderful, amazing people brought uh, brought breakfast sandwiches in, and that was a great thing to show up to a Saturday workday to start off with. Um, but so I grabbed a. I actually had a special one sitting on my desk because my coworker and best friend in the world, she is way too good to me. Um, and so I had my breakfast sandwich, and I went to go eat it, and there was some hot sauce. Have you ever had some hot sauce on the breakfast sandwich? Oh, hell to yes, the yeah. That is how you do that's next level breakfast sandwiching. And it is That's the perfect. stuff. It is so good. It is really, really good. But yeah, I know. So breakfast sandwiches. If you guys don't eat breakfast sandwiches, you're missing out on everything that's good about life. So, I don't know how people could not like Right? Exactly. Sandwiches. It's just like how I don't know how anyone could not eat biscuits and gravy. <sighs> <laughs> I'm from the northeast all right we do things i'm sure somewhere up in the northeast you could get biscuits and gravy i i'm sure no okay that's the thing 
I'm sure I could find a place that does it. They could probably do a good job but too. It's of course, but it's just not a normal <sighs> thing. You know, right, maybe to have biscuits and gravy for. We breakfast. might need to have some people on from the Northeast to see if we can, if you're correct or not. I want to. I want to hear if 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 anyone in the Northeast can have if if they've been exposed to the biscuits and gravy or if it's only a Midwest and Southern thing. I guarantee if I go and ask any other New Yorker mm-hmm. about biscuits and gravy, they'll say they'll. My, my parents have never had biscuits and gravy. I can guarantee you. Please that. ask them. I bet they have. Born and bred New Yorkers. They have they, to they have. have. Definitely. <laughs> no. Yes. I can guarantee you my mom has never had biscuits and gravy oh before. My, Easily. Please ask her. Please ask her. It's prob- she's probably asleep by now, but tomorrow, ask your mom if she's ever had <laughs> she, she actually probably is asleep. No, I'd say, we're actually recording pretty late. I'm not just, not just saying that. She probably is. I know my mom is. Um, but if tomorrow... Please ask your mom if she's ever had biscuits and gravy and text me. Okay. I'll Please. T- I need to know the answer to this. <laughs> it's, I will, will forever. Has Skanky's mom had biscuits and gravy? Find out next week on the Shenantics podcast. Guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for you all breakfast sandwiches. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes store, Google Play store, and on our website at shenantics.rocks. If you think that Skanky has had biscuits and gravy. He's just lying to us. Leave us a five-star review on the iTunes store and tell us that Skanky's a liar. I don't know. Do anything like that. Just whatever you want to do, you do that, including if you want to send us a message or a question, you can do that at twitter.com slash pod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion with all the other Shenantics fanatics, head to our website, shenantics.rocks slash about, and there's an invite link to the Discord server. You heard us talk about Discord for like a good solid 45 minutes today. Go find out for yourself what it is, how awesome it is, and there's other people that you can instantly be friends with um, on the internet speaking of the internet skanky where can they find you at they can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s-k-x-n-k-y and on twitter at i skanky i-s-k-a-n-k-y and i'm called where can they find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash mcol underscore m-c-u-l and the underscore symbol i'm also on twitter with the same username twitter.com slash mcol underscore oh my gosh i got one quick thing about follow-up and then we'll leave you guys to it last week i said i wanted to become internet friends with darth we did not get to be internet friends with darth however i sent him a picture of my dog and he retweeted it i saw that it was I think it was a very good picture of Dodger, but it was made me a very D-list internet celebrity. The tweet was tw- liked 195 times and retweeted 10 times, and it totally made my freaking day. So if you guys um, have not done so, go follow Darth on Twitter, and also there will be a link to the tweet in the podcast show notes. Head on over and like it if you want to show my dog some support. Oh my god, one other thing. Sorry, I just I gotta keep going. The second thing that happened because of this, because Darth has so many Twitter followers, <laughs> he retweeted it out. I've met another person online, I think he's from Boston, Massachusetts, that literally has my dog's brother. Like, they look 
exactly <laughs> the same. I kid you not. He sent me a picture of me. He's like, I think our dogs are long lost siblings. And sure enough, they look like so much alike. We we're talking about what kind of breed we thought they were. Um, and I sent him a picture. I said, he's probably, my dog has to be part dachshund because and I sent a picture of Dodger laying on the ground. He's super long. And he replies to me. He's like, how do we have the exact same picture? And it's his dog laying on the ground and a picture of how long his dog is. And it was like the most, I was, I was literally so joyful. I was like, the internet is a magical place where I can go and meet another dog owner that has my exact same dog that I got from a shelter. I didn't even get Dodger from a breeder. I got him from a shelter. It's like, so did this guy. It's just like, we randomly found these dogs that did this. And because of tweeting at Darth, um, we magically got you know met up on the internet and got to share our stories and it was awesome and beautiful and it i think tiny even messaged me she's like my favorite thing about today is you finding your new best friend that has your dog on twitter and i was like you are correct so absolutely i love everything about the internet but that's it for this week you guys thanks for listening (laughs) bye see you later 